Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assist from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, guys? We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! This podcast is all over social media, so follow us on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod, Instagram at Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. Also, the Facebook group, just search Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. And you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. There's a podcast player right on the front page. If someone you know doesn't want to or know how to download a podcast app or even knows what a podcast is, just tell them to go to the website and hit play. Simple as that. Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vazana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Real quick, Noel. You can listen to this show on the podcast TC app, the new local app with hundreds of options in local news and health. All covering the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of Empire shows, as well as the other great content. And just rate, review, and subscribe. That's that's going to be it. So I'm not, I'm not fighting the good fight anymore. <laughs> this is a short <laughs> show. I'm, I'm getting in there and out. Oh, and also, how's uh, your week going? It's Everything going. All right? I mean, work, same old shit, you know. And, you know, this is the highlight of my weeks, is doing this. this. this wow, you got a sad life. I do. I, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's even sadder for the people that, that this is the highlight of their weeks that are actually listening yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know what's worse. The loser that does it or the losers that listen. <laughs> Just kidding. Keep listening. Yeah, keep Go keep ahead, going. Though. Keep going. Rate, rate, subscribe, whatever the hell it is you, Matt tells you to do. So what's yes. going on over in the home front these days? Oh, you know, not much. Uh, just, oh, well, actually this thing, this fucking kid outside is playing basketball if you can hear him bouncing the ball in the microphone oh nice uh, thud, yeah thud 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 the other day i had to tell his ass to stop it was 9 30 at night Poor kid's just trying to do his craft man a, i believe i can fly <laughs> it's like this kid plays more than jordan He's out getting there psyched up about the new space jam movie i had to tell him sorry this is insane it's dark out i've got kids sleeping this Poor needs kid. to stop but the biggest oh whatever he's he's like 14 <laughs> he's like duh when i told him Straight out of the trailer park. But anyway, regardless of all that, this guy, my neighbor, who lived here before they moved in, he, he likes to bring randoms in the house, which is which is strays. Always good for a, a next door neighbor. Well, hold on. To have. He brings in just people off the street. It feels like it. I know they're not. Maybe they didn't live on the street, but they live pretty damn oh, close right. to it. Oh, the, so this, this is the this basketball crow. kid. Yes, correct. Oh, okay, all right. Hey, so, he's trying to make it out of the out of wherever he's from, man. You're preventing well, that he's, from happening. He lives in a lovely neighborhood now for <laughs> did very little to get there. Let me, anyway, let me upgrade you. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened is this neighbor, he's a horrible, horrible neighbor. He continues to let his massive, I don't know what this dog is, a pit bull slash like mastiff mix. I don't really know, but he's huge. I thought he was going to eat Andrew the other day. He's like a pony. He is. You could ride him. <laughs> so my dog takes little shits. Yeah, I know what his look like. This dog takes rhinoceros shits. 
So it's it's pretty easy to tell the difference. And this fucking guy, they they let they let their dog just roam the streets. And of course, uh, this happened. I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Shit on my lawn. Beautiful. Gotta go. Gotta go. No control over this dog. So. I took a pooper scooper and I put it on their flower bed <laughs> on the first fl- day. Why didn't you just tell them not to do it? Just hold on. And then, all you right, know, it, right. and okay. then the next day, the dog shit in my lawn again. So then I got a little bit closer. I picked it up again and I put it on his walkway. <laughs> so <laughs> the next day, the dog shits on my lawn again. Machine. So what do you think I do, Noel? I, you put it on his car. <laughs> I, I don't know. I should have. Right on his front door. What? On his welcome mat? On his welcome mat. I hope that motherfucker stepped on it. Oh, that's so... <laughs> God, oh, he's so that's good. so good. But <laughs> he did not do it after that. So it worked. My passive-aggressive behavior worked like a charm. <laughs> so when you see this guy on the side, what the fuck happens? We don't even look at each other. Oh, but, okay. But he knows it was me because he has a ring on the front door. So he knows it was me. Oh, uh, he like wave at it and just uh, drop it. Hey! No, I actually flicked him off in the ring. The oh last my one. gosh! On top of everything else, that's yeah. awesome. Fuck Look him. at you. Yeah. Well, that's, that's oh my little Lord. story. Well, good times. <laughs> your weekends are more eventful than mine, and your weeks—that's yeah. for sure. I guess you. Hey, you've got time on your hands now. Oh, so you know? much. You, you're like the crazy board. Like, get off my lawn. Well, if a if a dog rhino shits on my lawn, I think I've earned it. <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> well, you know. One of the things, obviously, I watch Euro religiously. I've watched every single game. I mean, it's it gets tiring, the amount of games that they have. But everybody knows about the Craig Erickson story we talked about. He dropped from cardiac arrest. Matt, if you didn't see this portion of time, the final 45 minutes of the uh, Denmark-Russia game, and mm. simultaneously, Belgium was playing Finland. Well, Denmark had to win by two goals in order to qualify for the next round. Okay, Okay. so they're battling Russia, trying to score goals. They get up 2-0. Oh, and they needed Finland to lose in the other game. Mm -hmm. So they're doing this simulcast. Denmark is racking up goals, racking up goals. Belgium is not winning the game. Finally, they score. Then Russia scores to make the goal differential different. It's going back and forth. Then Denmark scores with like five minutes left to get the goal differential. Copenhagen's going nuts. I'm telling you, it was insane. And good for fucking them, man. After everything they'd gone through over the week with that Ericsson situation, I was rooting for them. Obviously, if they play Italy, I want Italy to pound them to the ground. But (laughs) in this case, I mean, I was on my feet, man. I wanted them to make it through so bad after the shit they had gone through. It was was awesome. Get a little teary-eyed there, Noel? Almost. (laughs) I I will be honest. (laughs) I know you did. You're very emotional. Noel's a very angry man, but very emotional on both sides, you know. I think they call it bipolar, but I'm Uh, not like one of those that wakes up at 3 o'clock in the morning and decides to paint a wall. I'm not that motivated. Well, yeah, you're almost there. See, a little inspirational story after after talking about a dog shitting. I thought that was pretty good. My story wasn't inspirational. (laughs) I think it was pretty good. What's up? It's Mike Jones from the Football Jones Podcast. I know you're enjoying your time with the Beltway Sports Bros, but once you're done... I wanted to invite you to come over and check out my podcast. Each week, we take a deep dive into some of the most pressing topics around the NFL, high-profile guests from the coach, player, and front office ranks, as well as the top league insiders. Check out the Football Jones Podcast, another fine product brought to you by Empire Media. 
Sick of competing against thousands of professional bettors with algorithms? What about spending all day analyzing salary caps and lineups using other daily fantasy sites? Then you should try Monkey Knife Fight. Amazing name, by the way. I've used most, if not all, the other sites, and trust me, I just stop because I don't have time to put all that work in. MKF is easy to play. MKF offers all of the major sports, plus UFC, golf, esports, soccer, college basketball, NASCAR. You can pretty much bet on anything your little heart desires. MKF offers fun contests that are super easy to play. For example, there's a game called More or Less. Simply pick more or less on different player props. Think Patrick Mahomes. Will he go over his 288 and a half yard number? Select more. Think Lamar Jackson. Will he stay under his 212 and a half yard number? Select less. Get both right and win. Simple, right? We're getting old. The less we have to think about, the better. I've been using this site personally for the last few months, and it's so user-friendly. And honestly, it's made me actually care about what happened in, for example, the Rockets Magic game the other night. Quite possibly the least interesting game in the NBA this year. So go to monkeyknifefight.com and use our promo code BELTWAY, and you get a free $5 game just for signing up. No strings attached, I promise. You also get a first-time depositor bonus, which they cover 100%. Deposit $10, you get $10 free. Deposit $100, you get $100 free. This offer is not going to last long, so tap the link in the episode description and sign up, again, using our promo code BELTWAY. So easy, even a drunk monkey could do it. Empire. All right, well, let's get this uh, party started, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Apparently, the, the, the football team's a party these days, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. The cat's meow. <laughs> so the news is a little slow right now when it comes to the Washington football team, but the only thing that's really out there is that Rivera keeps getting interviewed by beat reporters. He loves to talk to these guys and keeps gushing over Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke and continues to act like Kyle Allen isn't on his football team. Poor guy. <laughs> he won't say the guy's name. It's the strangest thing. But anyway, that's, that's not even a story. Uh. We've talked about that enough. But other than that, the national sports media has been doing a little gushing of their own and something we're not really accustomed to hearing with your Washington football team, you know? I don't even know how to take it, Matt. <laughs> Especially like we've talked about, I hate when they talk about them on the national stage and um, they throw them in for like a minute. They're talking about the NFC East. They'll talk about the Cowboys for 15 minutes, the Eagles for seven, the Giants for seven, Washington for two. Or they won't even talk about them at all. Or they won't even talk about them at all. How often do you see just the three teams they act like Washington isn't even a team? Or the only time they show Washington highlight is getting stomped. Yeah. So in this, thanks but no thanks, guys. Thanks but no thanks. Leave my football team alone. Well, ESPN's been notorious for either leaving them out or just trashing them, you know, being the laughing stock of, of the league. But now, apparently, ESPN's turned a corner, and they're kind of the darlings of the NFC, at least right now. Let's start with uh, Dan Orlovsky, who was on NFL Live, and they were going over their final four in the NFC. Here's what he had to say. And I'd say the Washington football team. I think, first of all, this offense is going to be predicated on a ton of speed. It might be the fastest offense in the NFL. We're talking Terry McLaurin on the outside. Then they got Curtis Samuel in free agency. McLaurin is becoming one of the best receivers in the NFL, not just one of the best young ones. Fitzy's going to have a ton of weapons to throw to. Deami Brown out of North Carolina is a huge selection. And Antonio Gibson at tailback. Those are four guys that have absolute gas offensively. Again, I'll say it. This could be the fastest offense in the NFL. Now, Fitzy has those roller coaster rides, right? Because he plays with no fear of failure. He's just going to play that YOLO, chuck and duck style of football. But he plays his best when he's got a defense that can bail him out a little bit. 
And that's what he's got in Washington is a dominant defense. I think Washington has the chance to be an outstanding football team and certainly winning that division and then making noise into the playoffs. Man, what was with that music? So blow out my fucking eardrums over here. <laughs> Going to the club. <laughs> well, Dan, uh, I mean, he was he was passionate. I didn't know he knew that much about Washington. Orlovsky's good. He's one of the he few is, that are good he on ESPN. Is. He's all right. And he's right. Speed all over the place. One of the fastest teams in the NFL, or the fastest. How he is he gauging set. that? Exactly. 40 speeds, I guess. I don't know. Just off their 40? Yeah, just strictly off their 40 speeds? I mean, with Gibson I mean, and McLaurin and Curtis Samuels and No, Diane I understand. Brown. He, I mean, went, he, went, he went down the list of guys, but I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd still venture to say that Kansas City's pretty damn fast. These guys, that's the thing, man. They make statements like this. To put it out there, he's been all over the place in Washington news at this point because he's been told, quote-unquote, that they're the fastest team in the league, which to me is a little bit outrageous to make that statement right now if you're just basing it off of freaking combine speed. But they do. They have a lot of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, they're versatile. So I agree with a lot of that. But to anoint them the fastest team in the league, a team to be reckoned with offensively, I don't know. I take all this, this stuff that they say with a grain of salt. They really haven't gained that much speed on the offensive side except for getting Curtis Samuel. They had yeah. all the same guys. Well, and, and Brown. And they drafted Brown. But mm -hmm. we don't even know what we have with that yet. At least the other guys, they've had pads on. I don't know. ESPN likes to just throw out shit just to see if it'll stick. 90% of the time, they're wrong. You know, and they just had something to talk about. I think on that ESPN or NFL live show, it's horrible, by the way. And they have that one guy who used to play for the Cowboys, and he's like Mr. Cowboy, like cliche. Oh, and they go himself. back and forth, and he's grizzled. And yeah, he's, it, he's the sarcastic asshole. I don't even know who the hell he is. He's not funny. He tries to be like the comic relief on the show, and everybody like knee slaps every time the guy says something completely outrageous. But at least from his standpoint, He's so sarcastic that you think it is bullshit coming out of his mouth the way he's talking. The other guys say it with authority. They're saying it like, it's gospel, this is the way it is, this team is a juggernaut, and look out! Well, but the difference is, Orlovsky actually seems to put the work in. Everybody else is just reading off a teleprompter or speaking generalities. That's why I think this holds a little weight, but it remains to be seen. Another guy that I think his opinion holds a little weight is uh, ESPN Monday Night Football, which our favorite broadcast analyst and former Skins director of pro personnel, Lewis Riddick. He was on the Rich Eisen show, and he was pretty emphatic about his prediction. Take a listen to this. Washington's the favorite in the East, easily to me. And people go, you're crazy. It's got to be Dak. Look, it's Dak and it's Zeke and it's the weapons, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, one through 52 – I don't have any issues with the Redskins roster. The issue, if, if you want to call it an issue, is can Ryan sustain performance well enough to where they're a 10-win, 11-win uh, football team? Because if they can get that out of him, where he doesn't cost them games, at the very least he doesn't cost them games, Washington is a problem. Because they are built to win early, middle, late season and be able to win in the postseason – because of how they're strong up front, they're strong down the middle, they've added weaponry on the outside that now can beat you with big plays and or a ball control type of offense, and you know their front four up on defense 
will come and hunt your quarterback down if they have a lead, and they're building up the secondary to where it looks much better as well now, especially with the addition of William Jackson in free agency. In the two minutes Washington, I have... Washington's for real. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Had to finish his thought there. Rich Eisen tried to cut him off. He was but, so enthusiastic about it that they're for real that he was like, let me keep going with this. Don't yeah. cut me off on Washington. They don't get much. Or from what Reddick said, Redskins. He did. Did They didn't beep that out? No, I'm surprised they didn't. And Rich, Rich didn't say, hey, easy, buddy. You know, I work <laughs> for the league, man. <laughs> well, you know, Reddick, I feel like, is one of the few guys. I've always liked him. He's one of the few guys that seems to also put the work on an ESPN. I really think the two that are on there – have said this statement. I think the ones that actually watch film and have some idea of, of what's going on other than, you know, the, the top teams that people care about, you know what I mean? So when you have to dig deep like that on, on Washington, I would, that takes effort. I it mean, it does take effort. No, no. I, Hey, I trust that Riddick puts in the work. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you can see him on draft day. He knows his shit. If there's one guy that I'm going to listen to, it's going to be him. The only issue is, is that, they're still Washington, and I'm very superstitious and very concerned when they do these flexes for Sunday nights and people start to notice and they start to read their own shit. They've got a lot of young guys that are going out and doing fucking eBay commercials and <laughs> eBay shit watch. like that that might read into this stuff a little bit. And the fandom reads into it a lot too, I think. Well, isn't that what we're doing? I guess, but I'm not. You are. No, I, I take what they say. And I, hey, I'm glad they're being spoken about. I'm just a superstitious person. I guess I'm just not used to these guys even saying the word Washington out of their mouth, let alone doing a breakdown of what they actually have. It's almost like, whoa, am I in a parallel fucking universe? Is this like 1990 again? <laughs> I'm Byron Kerr, your host for the Curly W Podcast. Join me on the Curly W for the very latest on the Washington Nationals. We'll give you an inside look as to what's happening with the Nats right now and give you also a chance to visit with Nats players and coaches, present and past, to tell you what it's like and what they hope to accomplish with the Nationals. From Fredericksburg to Nats Park, West Palm Beach to Rochester, Wilmington to Harrisburg, it's all Nats baseball. Subscribe to Curly W wherever you get your podcasts. Another great show from Empire Media. Empire. Yeah, they've added speed. They've added on defense and offense, but it seems like the common denominator is Fitzpatrick. Yeah. They just love him. And I hope they're right because, you know, that would be great. Even if he's a, you know, a, a top 15 quarterback like he's been the last couple years, that's going to be a huge upgrade for this team. And I just think that as national media does, they're overhyping this defense. I don't think that they watched every game like we did and saw exactly. their, their asses get run over consistently. So you can keep calling them and, and, you know, they're looking at the statisticians hand them a thing and it says, oh, well, they have the, you know, top whatever on defense. But the eye test says differently to me because they got to get that fixed. If they don't get that fixed, we're going to run into some serious problems, no pun intended. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, when you look at Houston's defense, when they had J.J. Watt and Clowney and guys like that, they're like, oh, this front line. Well, I watched some of their games. Their defense didn't look like it was all that if they weren't getting to the quarterback. And I'm watching every single Washington football game. And just like you said, Matt, they were getting run on. There were teams that I was like, if I was the other team, I don't know why you're not running more. A lot of teams just stopped yeah. with shitty quarterbacks, with and like backup quarterbacks in and they'd stop running. Didn't make right. any sense. And a lot of them are predicating this off of 
how Fitzpatrick is going to play. Well, no. There's a lot of other things that are predicated on how they play. Can Gibson do the workload? How is that front four going to play their second year as a unit? Are they going to learn how to actually run defend? Our offensive line has changed to a certain extent. How's that going to work? There are certain pieces on this team that are question marks to not be anointing them and putting all the load on Fitzpatrick that it's do or die by him. Obviously, the quarterback is the most important position, but let's slow down with if he's great, this team's going to fucking get in the Lombardi trophy. Yeah, I agree. But one last clip here, and um, this was on the Rich Eisen show, obviously. This was after Riddick was on, and Rich decided to put his two cents in about the team. And um, this one kind of got me a little jacked up. I'm not going to lie. So listen to this. The Washington football team, Lewis Riddick says, is the team to beat in the NFC East. I agree with him. I said that. I said that a few weeks ago, too. I said that a few weeks ago, too. The way that defense played last year. Yeah. The way that they would put you on your ass. There were no yards after catch with them. They would get you and they'd put you down. They could tackle. They could play. Del Rio had those guys, you know, helmets to the ball, and they had them putting people down. And Chase Young can win Defensive Player of the Year. And if they make you grind it out, and if they say give up only two, three touchdowns, let's say they give up two touchdowns and Philadelphia, it's seventeen points. Fitzpatrick, Mr. Mr. 400, 500 yards with Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson, right? Offense is Just stacked, to name man. a few. Offense is loaded. So I love Rich Eisen. I've always been a fan, even in, back in ESPN, when ESPN was actually halfway decent. But when he's talking about, you know, the defense not giving up any extra yards and things like that, that was true to an extent when they would – on the past defense, they were actually really good at that, but they seem to be leaving out the fact that they couldn't stop anybody on the ground. And we talked about that before, but I think it's just fitting their narrative in their own way because they're, again, thinking of it from a national perspective and didn't watch every game. He's never been like an analyst guy or anything. I, no. I take what he says in kind of generalities like we talked about earlier. I like Rich. I always have. I'm happy that he's talking about him. And um, I like that delay. Yeah. Like he was going to be saying something so fucking outrageous. Here, so like, here we go. <laughs> Do I say it? Do I say this? And then there it was. And um, a lot of people are going to have that reaction of like, you're out of your mind. Dax back. All this shit. And I think Washington's the best team in the NFC East. I agree with everything that these guys are saying. I think it is based on what. Fitzpatrick does I think they're overrating the defense and inflating the defense to a certain extent that's for sure like we've talked about I think these receivers still have a lot to prove minus McLaurin I'm not going to anoint all these guys that they're all of a sudden this running gun we're gonna you know he's talking about Fitzpatrick passing for 400 500 yards if he has to pass for 500 yards we got fucking problems I can tell you that much right now unless we're going for 50 points and they've got freaking 20 but if he's passing for 450 to 500 yards, Fitzpatrick, at the age he is, and the turnover-prone that he has been in his past, 
That means that we're playing from behind. But he was saying, you know, 17 points, all they need to do is hold him no, to that. No, no, I know, but he's like flinging out 450, 500 yards. Well, I think you his point me? was that he can, he's capable of that. Sure. But he's not going to have to do that because of the defense that he is saying is one of the best in the league. Hopefully they will be, but they definitely weren't last year. I don't give a shit what the stats say. Well, as far as the team goes, I still think that they have a lot to prove. This team went 7-9. and nine. Okay, they didn't add freaking Aaron Rodgers. They added some pieces that are it's still different. possible. No, it's still possible. Yeah, you're still <laughs> still in that pipe dream. You know, if they did that, I'd be like, hey, well, shit, we'd have more than three clips. That's for damn sure if they added Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. But um, this team still went seven and nine. This team still has a lot to prove. They still have question marks. Have they added some pieces that they needed to? Yes, but I think they've added speed. But I think they haven't added. And they've added depth, but a lot of the positions are still question marks. They are. I mean, they have no backup tight end right now that you can conceivably say, okay, if Logan Thomas goes down, this is our number two. Definitely, we're good. Hey, John Bates looked great. Don't forget that. He looked great in minicamp. He looked great in minicamp. That's exactly what I'm talking about. When people talk about speed, hey, that always shows up in minicamp. That always shows up in OTAs. So these guys are talking... Because they're just as bored right now as we are. Well, Curtis Samuel's proved himself the last two years. Matt, I'm talking about the question mark spots of like, who's going to be the backup running backs? Things of that nature. You act as if Antonio Gibson is like fucking Barry Sanders. I'm not acting like that. He had a good year last year. I'm not talking about you. Okay. We don't know, again, what type of workload some of these guys can handle. And there's certain holes. Good for them that they're talking about Washington. I'm glad. I'm just a half-empty guy. I don't like it when they're in the national limelight. I do not. I don't mind it when they don't have nationally televised games. You get pissed off about it. You're like, Ugh, they only have a Thursday night game. I'm like, who gives a shit? Win your yeah. fucking games. You'll get your national games in the playoffs. How about that? I don't want them on national TV because they always lose. I'd rather be at one o'clock in the afternoon. And you get irritated when they don't have national well, games. Well, it, it irritates. Always, that's the first thing you do is when the schedule comes out, you call me and you're like, really? The only thing they got was a Monday night game. I'm like, dude, they fucking won six and 10. What the fuck you want? You want a Sunday night game? They got the Turkey day. What the hell else do you want? We're delusional. And I don't want anybody talking about my football team in a positive way. I don't. Because only bad things happen when that happens. Well, we have a long time until the season starts, so we're going to probably hear more of these. But what else is there to talk about? So there you go. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. But that's going to do it for this episode. We're on all major (laughs) podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, beltwaysportsbros.com. Thanks again for joining us, and we will see you on Friday.